0: Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On at Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we've got tons of news to be talking about. We're going to be talking about all the news that came out of the quarterly investors call, including um, how many subscribers they've got, also a big update on general entertainment. We'll also be talking about content that's being removed from Netflix and probably heading our way to Disney Plus. We're going to be talking about all of the stuff that was announced at the television critics awards um, We've got other stuff to be talked about there is st- literally it feels like we've had more news this week than we did during disney plus day um, it has been it has been a um been a crazy crazy um uh, just yeah been just pretty um crazy with how it's all gone so let's jump into it so um really just let's start off with the investors call because that's the main one um so Disney hit one hundred and twenty-nine point eight million subscribers globally. Um, so that's a up about eleven million on this time on the last quarter. They actually got a little bit more of a breakdown of how it all worked out. So there was one hundred and twenty-nine point eight million subscribers globally in the US and Canada. There's forty-two point nine million. So this is as of the first of January. Then in um, international, excluding Disney Plus Hotstar, it was forty-one million. And then, so that's just basically not including U.S. and Canada. And then all of that combined was 84 million. And then Hot Star alone is 45.9 million. So it's, you know we're at a point now where like domestic U.S. Canada is is you know they're all around about the 40, and then you got this, they're all around about the 40 each. Um, ESPN Plus also grew to 21.3 uh, million subscribers in the U.S., while Hulu now has 45.2 million subscribers. Of which 4.3 million of them are the live TV one. It's expected that the boost to the Disney Plus and ESPN did come a little bit from them adding them to the live TV bundle, so that might have given them like a, an extra million or two. But also they did launch Disney Plus in Taiwan, Hong Kong, and also in um, South Korea, so there's a bit of a country boost in there as well. But overall, the stocks were up. The um, general consensus from you know, shareholders was great. They had more money. The parks were all open. The box office is back a bit. Um, stocks went up. And, you know, generally, um, they did enough to kind of, because there was a little bit of pressure, I think, on this one, um, especially after the Netflix one where the stocks tanked. Um, the stocks for Disney did really well. So it's a good, solid a good quarter for them.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I won't pretend I understand quarterly calls or <laughs> or what makes stocks go up or down, but... Uh, at least from the consumer perspective, it sounded like it was mm-hmm. a, a very impressive. so less nine or twelve months, actually, yeah. I know. I know quarterly is only three months, but these trends occur over long periods of time. We can't look at them nicely. Well, level. they have.
0: Yeah, I mean, they do say like the subscriber growth is very much. It's not linear. It doesn't kind of go in a straight line. And um, I suspect this next quarter will be a bit lower because it doesn't look like we're going to get any. uh, any new countries launched in that period. But there might be a big boost in the summer when they do like 40-plus countries. So there could be a big boost later down the line. And then you see
1: smaller boosts when uh, major content releases come in. Obviously, mm-hmm. Boba Fett probably boosted things up. It came after right after the holidays, so people probably got gift cards for, uh, for subscriptions mm-hmm. from Christmas and such, and they would have activated them uh, towards the end,
0: things yeah. like that. also just people just not leaving that's the other thing as well um just people not leaving um so on that same day they did announce that west side story is coming to disney plus um on march the second pretty much everywhere i think japan and and somewhere else isn't getting it until later in the month but that's gonna be a big release obviously got nominated for like i think it was like seven oscars a lot of buzz around that movie so that was a big announcement for that day um also as we did talk about last week, they did add um, some seasons of uh, Blackish, didn't release all seven that they said they would do. Um, they had, included uh, Grownish, Snowdroppers dropped. I see a lot more of this as well because not only did Bob Chapek say about that, he also went on to say that he believes that original content from their core brands is going to drive more subscribers but they've realized that Disney Plus needs more general entertainment content since over 50% of their Disney Plus subscribers coming from households without children. And so they know that they need more content for adults. He went on to say, so on the Disney Plus side, you mentioned that there are roughly one for penetrated. We still have headroom in each of our major franchises in terms of those viewers. So we are not nearly tapped out in those major uh, franchises. So someone identifies as a Lucas fan, Star Wars or Disney fan. There'll be more of that. Um, he also went on to say and said that they just generally feel like general entertainment is just gonna continue to be something they didn't really mention really how they're going con- how they're gonna grow it there was no plan but there's been other things that have been happening this week which kind of lean into that one there um yeah so there's a lot of stuff about general entertainment that leads on to um, a little bit of an issue that's led with well with Hulu but also with Netflix. Um, Yesterday it was revealed um, that a whole host of content from Netflix is due to expire at the end of the month, including some FX shows like American Horror Stories, um, but also Marvel shows. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but Defenders, Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, etc. They are all leaving Netflix. Got the whole internet in a buzz. A whole load of people were excited about this one because... This was almost like the thing is, well, you can't take Netflix originals away. That's because Netflix originals don't necessarily mean they're owned by Netflix. They're just are exclusive there. Um, so they're going to be going There's so the whole host of movies. looks like there's been some deal done to get some content back. It doesn't include like some of the big shows like Grey's Anatomy or, or um, Criminal Minds. But this has led to a huge conversation about what's going to happen with the Marvel shows. Are they too mature for Disney Plus in in the U.S.? Internationally, it's not going to make any difference. We're going to end up seeing Daredevil and Punisher and stuff here in the U.K. and Australia for sure. I don't even have a a thought in my mind that they're not going to arrive. There might be a delay. There might have to be a a time period that they can't. But the U.S. is the issue Um, because they're going to push the boundaries because these are not rated 14. They're much older than that. So this is going to be an issue. Interesting enough, there was literally an interview with Empire magazine with Kevin Feige this week, and he says that Moon Knight is brutal, and they are really pushing the boundaries. Now I'm thinking, is this the way that they can use Marvel as the push up the boundaries territory? Let's put the 16 and the 18, 16 or the 18 bracket into place into the US, and use Marvel as the core way of doing it because. Marvel fans will be much more willing to accept it. I think I, I just feel like if they turn around and go, yeah, you're going to get Moonlight, which is TV 16, but you're also going to get um, Daredevil and the Punisher. I think that I think that will fly as a way of embracing the uh, rather than just doing a star launch. I think they I think they're going to lean in with the Marvel stuff first. What about you? i agree that's
1: probably the safest way forward a lot of people who have disney plus will have already seen the various defender series Mm -hmm. they'll already know what the content is um and i think the fact that it is marvel properties will kind of override the common um we don't want this on disney Mm -hmm. plus narrative that people have um there will still be people obviously Mm -hmm. who, who don't want it it's too bloody they curse things like that but I think this will start shifting opinions towards, yes, we can have uh, more mature content on Disney Plus than just, you know, Mickey's Funhouse and things like that. Yeah, And I
0: feel like Marvel is to, is, is, could be a key way of doing it because people might be more willing to accept it because it's a bit more fantasy. Opens up the door then for like MODOK and Hellstrom and maybe Hitmonkey and Deadpool to slide over afterwards and kind of give against a little bit more Logan, you know, those kind of movies could really help fill out Disney Plus, and they do that with Marvel and they keep building up this general entertainment Um, I think we're going to see something, I think that to me I'm um, looking at the reaction that I've seen like to when like Americans have seen our commercials for like Pam and Tommy and the Kardashians <laughs> where there's a, a straight up no, 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 no um but a, a vibe and ironically so violent and like with marvel doesn't have that same reaction um as it does like with like sex and romance and stuff so there's a very kind of different way of, of dealing with it and i think marvel might be the back door to and also i mean that'll be a i mean if you get in that and shield that's a big drop of content you know that will really well, fill out fill out disney plus
1: yeah that is obviously the the main Uh, advantage to it is it's a lot of content. There's like, what, 36 episodes of Daredevil and Jessica Jones, 24 of Iron Fist and so on. There's Mm -hmm. And then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has seven or eight seasons. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of content dropping in there. Uh, But yeah, it's true. Um, For whatever reason, violence and sexuality are viewed completely differently. And we're perfectly fine with Punisher just like turning Jigsaw into, well, a Jigsaw puzzle. And and then even the talk of like pam and tommy and and what happened with them it's so like no, no no that's taboo you can't can't talk about it granted yeah. uh, you know that second episode maybe pushed <laughs> that boundary a little more than than most but <laughs> but the point is the conversations around the two are very different
0: yeah so um it's i mean it's the fact as well it's not just like me saying this this has then been picked up by all the major trades all the major outlets, I've all been doing this like, Hmm, we, you know, like, there's a lot of people that have had like that instant reaction. Of, no, it's too violent to put it on Hulu. And it's like, but I think Bob Iger or Bob Chapex comments about general entertainment has thrown everybody. And you know, the, 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 the actions that Disney have been taking in the U S in the last six weeks are really indicating like, if you'd asked me this, like before Christmas, I'd have said just straight up, well, I can't see them doing it. It's going to go to Hulu. But their actions in the last six weeks have really just been like, uh, this is this is a 50-50. I, I, I wouldn't like to call it right now. Uh, my gut says they're going to do it and use this as the, uh, the way of adding up those. And I could think they like, could just see it in that press release of this being like, oh, and we're giving you more, but there's more parental controls and just selling it around Marvel. And that... And especially like with Kingpin being back for Hawkeye series, and you know, we've got um, Matt Murdock coming up in the in the She-Hulk series, they're interconnected now, and it yeah, it's I just feel like now this is this is gonna be a way of doing it, um, of adding it up.
1: It's a pretty clever way of doing it, honestly. I think people as we said, will be more uh open to the idea of it being Marvel, and I think a lot of people who might otherwise be against it will be okay with getting uh, these back because of you know matt murdoch potentially getting some of the other characters it'd be great to see uh jessica jones again um heck even luke cage i know a lot of people didn't like iron fist but i do back. not i
0: need i need to watch the second season so i know when they drop on disney plus i think that would give me the urge to kind of go back and try yeah. my again but also if moon knight is a little bit pushing the boundaries a little bit as well um it just feels especially like in the US you're gonna to have to have that warning that comes up because we had it when they engaged star where you had to like turn it on when you got it and so there'll be like a flash come up and saying there are 18 certificates or 16 stuff so if they tie I think if they tie it in with marvel they, they've got a much better chance than if they go here's star because I th- I mean I I think we're going f- I think we're going to go into star through the back door at this point yeah. this is how it's feeling.
1: Yeah, they're trying to do it gradually rather than all at once over that they had over in the UK. And that probably is the better approach here. Mm. There's something to be said for just ripping off the band-aid and just going, here's everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, here's <laughs> Deadpool, here's the Walking Dead, uh, Alien and Predator. But yeah, doing it inch by inch kind of uh, will yeah. work better here. I well, think.
0: I said this is about well. it's a bit like when you're trying to boil a frog. If you put them in hot if you put them in a pan and slowly heat them up, they don't jump out. If you put them in boiling hot water, they will jump out. So this is that's the kind of thing I'm feeling like now with um, this. Is, it's it's very interesting. All my things I've ever thought about, like so saying with you know, this now is going to Disney Plus, and this is now going to Hulu. I think it's all going to get a little bit more tricky.
1: It's it's going to move more over towards Disney Plus, but it'll probably depend on the origination of the yeah. series as well. And similarly, I wouldn't be surprised if the Hulu shows, uh, the ones that were on Freeform and, and so yeah. on, will also eventually make the jump over as well. Okay. I think that will be a separate announcement that because it'll be something to 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 make people uh, care when there's another lull coming up. Because right now, with Boba Fett ending this week, we're currently in a, a short lull as well. Yeah, it, it's, it's a small one,
0: but but it, it, in some ways, it's not because you got Free eye next week, you got West Side Story the, the week after, you've got. Um, turning red you've got yep. uh and if they throw in a load of marvel shows i'm sure that will just i mean i in some ways just like do the whole dump on the first of of march would be incredible to do that i don't know if it is a is but, it a wednesday <laughs> yes yeah, i think that's um but that's my point you know tuesday, the tuesday 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 is a when is is on is um the second is, so, is there
1: yeah we'll, we'll see but that that's yeah. the point though you know the movies are are good um and obviously uh, i'll be watching all three of them free guy was a really fun movie and the new ones uh would be great but in terms of quantity of content we are yeah. kind of between stuff yeah. at least until what uh till obi-wan which we'll talk about in a, well a we bit. got uh
0: moon Knight on the 30th oh that's much moon Knight kicking it but it, yeah it's gonna be interesting there was another um interesting thing that came out this past week um apparently um comcast is close to finalizing a deal to remove NBC content from Hulu. This was from the uh, Wall Street Journal. Now, according to the deal that they signed back in 2019 when they kind of got, when Disney brought um, Fox, um, there's a number of things in place that means that D- Disney can buy out Hulu stake, or the 33% stake by 2024. One of the things that was in that contract was that um, three years from that date, which is around now um they could end up they could terminate most of its content license agreements which means now that they can start removing shows like saturday night live and the voice in terms of the live stuff that comes in that'll be they haven't officially announced anything yet but the deadline was apparently yesterday um and they're all all the the big chiefs are kind of all saying that this content is going to start getting removed because they need to build up peacock so this could again be a big kind of slice into Hulu because if they're losing all of that content and then they start losing things like the WWE and then they start sharing stuff with Disney Plus, you know, essentially they're devaluing Hulu to a little bit, but also trying to, you can just, there's a lot of stuff moving around at the minute. And with Net, Disney like buying out Netflix's content that, that they've got, there's, there's, there's things moving around a lot on this.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be give and take. Uh, across the board, so right now the news is about what's being removed from Hulu. Mm. There's something being given back. I don't know what it is. Uh, it might just be an agreement to move up the merger date, you know, or the the buy sell date for mm-hmm. for Hulu shares, and it might be a content re- retrieval. Again, mentioning things like, uh, well, Peacock doesn't really have any uh, straight up Marvel or Disney content, but there
0: there will be something given back. Well I think ultimately I mean the thing of them being able to pull the content that's entirely on Comcast. It's got mm-hmm. nothing Disney don't have any say in that you know Comcast can say like we're going to be pulling it back and that's up to that's up to Comcast. Disney have no it, no control over that one. That's that is true.
1: However, even in the the world of big business, you do have to do things in good faith. Mm. Uh, so they're perfectly within their rights to say we're just yanking everything, and uh, good luck. Yeah. But even with Hulu eventually going strictly to Disney, these companies still have to work together on yeah. other things, and they're going to want to keep those good relations.
0: Yeah, apparently not all of the not all the NBC content would go with this deal. There's some library stuff that they might, but basically that whole kind of day after stuff would just go. You know, they wouldn't be getting that anymore. Um, so I think that's the big key for Hulu to lose access to being that day after show. I think that's something that's, you know, what Hulu is generally known for is next day on demand. And that's kind of going to be losing a little bit of that one. So we're going to have to wait and see. We'll hopefully have that one confirmed hopefully next week. But... Let's shift on to also on the same investors call. They then also announced that Obi-Wan Kenobi, the new series is going to be coming to Disney plus on May the 25th. We're getting new episodes. Then we got this new poster. I suspect trailer Super Bowl. I'm pretty much right. sure that's got to, they've got to do something. I mean, if, that's the best time to kind of reveal this thing. Unless they oh, do yeah. it, I mean, they could do a moon night as well, but well, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Go.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean the Super Bowl. We've said we've said this every single year, but it, it bears repeating. While we are not really, you know, sports ball fans, we're not. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be watching the the Super Bowl. Um, it reaches an audience that don't normally see these things, mm-hmm. and there will be a very big audience of people going, "Oh, there's an Obi One show with Ewan McGregor um, and whoever else they decide to reveal is in the show. I, I need to check that out because, you know." There are a lot of people who just don't keep up with the news on what's coming to streaming service. They'll they'll turn on Netflix and and see what's the new tab. They'll turn on Disney Plus, see what's the new tab, and that is about the extent mm-hmm. of what they see.
0: Yeah, the only other thing I thought was that unless we get like a, a combined like Disney Plus trailer, with just like maybe like four seconds of Kenobi and four seconds of She Hulk, and you know like a a montage of like here's what's coming to Disney Plus, and do it like that. It's entirely possible. I think they're gonna want at least Obi Wan
1: to be front and center. No, no distractions. No, hey, uh, you know, I was over here grabbing a, a drink. What was on there? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, some Disney Plus stuff. No, they, they want an Obi Wan trailer. I could see them doing two, one with the Obi Wan yeah. and one as a montage with stuff coming up. Or yeah. also back catalog items mixed in there as well. Yes, yeah, so it's
0: gonna be gonna be interesting to see how a lot of people are kind of like it's not out on May the fourth. It's yeah, out on May the 25th, which is actually the 45th anniversary of the release of the original Star Wars film. Also that week, it's Star Wars Celebration taking place in Los Angeles. May the 4th has always been a little bit of a funny one because that was kind of almost like a fan-created event, which Disney lean in on to sell merch. They don't tend to worry too much. It's, it's a little bit of a funny one. It's it, it, A lot of people kind of think in their minds, you know, that would make sense. It's like it does. And with it being May the Fourth on a Wednesday, um, I could see Bad Batch or something else dropping on that day. Um, but yeah, I, and also because I said it, it might also mean now that Moon Knight is the finale could end up on that day. But they've also got Doctor Strange, so it's a little bit it's a little bit tricky that week.
1: Yeah, and they will do something for May the Fourth. Mm-hmm. It just won't be the release of LB1. Uh But yeah. that, that there will be something. Um, and there will probably be a lot of trailers and teasers
0: coming out at that time as well. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, also this week we've had, um, we had beauty and the beast. The series has been put on hold. This is a very interesting one because um, this is a prequel series to the movie. They announced it back at the investors day agreement. It production was set to start pretty soon. And um, the delay is down to scheduling and like, trying to film stuff here in the UK. They don't want to go too far into the winter. Why are they thought scheduling to film in the UK in the summer. I mean, we have notoriously bad seasons where most of the summer it can be raining. So um, I had someone that ran an outdoor cafe for 20 years. I can assure you that the weather is not good in the summer. Um, so that's an issue. Um, so that has an impact on schedules. And obviously with the pandemic, everyone's trying to catch up. There's also other issues maybe with creative. It was then confirmed by both Luke Evans and Josh Gad, who said, Sadly, it is true. We tried to make it all work, but under the gun, it wasn't meant to be for now. These characters and stories will live on, but sometimes the best intentions and reality collide and nothing can be done. So that's very much like leaving it open. I think both the guys seem to want to do it. They might just be, they might have to put it on hold for a year until so they can reschedule it. Ironically, Rita Aura was revealed to be in the series on Monday. Literally, it was like they this came out on like I think it was like first one. Well, well, they literally made an announcement like three days ago. Uh, I, <laughs> this not, I, like this seems to be like real last minute. I, I want to say there was
1: an announcement even like a week or two ago about another actor or yeah. actress joining us yeah. too because that's what, what struck me about this. Was like, wait, we've, we've been getting all this news of people being casted and now you're saying it's delayed. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I suspect they may have made that decision
0: like minutes before they posted that it was delayed yeah. so yeah it's it's real sh- it's on one hand a lot of people have been like well we don't need it we don't it's not needed it's why did we want this it's garbage and i'm only going, i gotta be honest i think those two were the best thing about the movie That's, those were the two they were the both two characters that i like the most um so i actually would have quite like i i don't know it was actually one of like the disney ones i was like yeah i'm i think this could be one of those like guilty pleasure kind of things <laughs> I would definitely put it under guilty
1: pleasure. I, I definitely fall in the camp of like this isn't really necessary, especially since uh, Gaston's the villain. We don't really need an origin. You can kind of put it together yourself, hmm. but there's a lot of talent involved with that. Uh, and I was willing to give it a shot, but um, we'll we'll talk about more things like that when we get to the review section because it yes the, this this idea of. Why are you? Why did you pick this story to tell when it is not really necessary? Has been yeah. kind of an underlying theme with Disney for yeah. the last mm, decade, maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, some could argue yes. longer, but we'll talk it, about that. It's
0: a little bit on the lines of let let's stretch out a storyline that really was just a, a just a um, and yeah it's just yeah we'll we'll talk about that one definitely. Um, also confirmed this week that we're going to get in Futurama. We'll be returning. I'm going to be getting 20 new episodes. It will be on Hulu in the United States. And then for the rest of the world, we'll be getting it on Disney+. Plus. Um, so it's going to be coming back. And so for 20 new episodes, um, one of the most popular series on Disney+, Plus, at least. Um, they probably, this is again, the difference of when they, they start seeing the data coming through from Hulu and Disney+, Plus and stuff. And you can see what's going on with this one. Um, Sounds pretty cool. There is a little bit of an issue going on right now online with the voice of Bender because apparently there's a bit of a pay dispute. He's not been officially announced as returning because he wants either more money or, or they just couldn't agree to something. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on there talking about, you know, he might be um, somebody else playing it. And then this has just opened up a whole can of worms with, like, because obviously he's one of the most iconic characters. And they even. It's a bit hard not to kind of say he's a main important character when he's the main character in the um, in the adverts. So it's a very tricky one. I mean, I personally would like to see the main voice back because that's the kind of way. But I think this show's been cancelled more times than anything, but it keeps coming back for more.
1: Yeah, and I'm kind of mixed on this. Like, I really, really like the the first four seasons of Futurama, so that was before it cancelled the first time. Um, when it returned, it was- it was good. It was still funny. It wasn't nearly as good as the original four. And just kind of like it it's done. What why are we coming back to this? Um that said, you know, if they get the original cast back, if they've got, you know, a good writing team, I'll definitely mm-hmm. be watching it. I was kind of hoping they might move on to something else though.
0: I suppose it's that thing. Um I wanted that? that there was a quote here from Matt and Groaning. It's a true honor to announce that the Triumph Return of uh, Futurama, one more time before we get cancelled abruptly again. I mean, that's literally the press release along the lines of, they're even playing in on that whole idea that, that this keeps happening. But again, yeah. I'm sure the data and they're just finding, like, these animated classics are just, like, gold mines on streaming. Well, particularly The Simpsons
1: and Futurama uh, and have family very guy. Yeah. Family Guy. They have a lot of longevity and, and a lot of people who just leave them turned on as
0: background noise while they're doing well, things. you yeah. I mean you've got to be looking at like Disney looking at the stats for Disney for like Disney Plus and the Simpsons are just never ending. So I would not be at all surprised if Futurama is on the shift over to Disney Plus at some point um in the future. Um yeah, I, I can't see why they wouldn't want to do that one. Um but yeah, so that that's pretty cool. So that will be returning. I'm actually right.
1: surprised they haven't already moved it over to Disney Plus. It would have seemed like a natural fit. Back when Fox first started getting integrated into it,
0: I think I I think for me this is where I keep saying about this like Star through the back door of I think what we're going to end up having is they'll start adding enough content on there that they'll start adding the hubs and so they don't get Star in that way they get the hubs Mm -hmm. and they get a 20th Century hub and go that and maybe expand it through the back and an ABC hub and do it that way around so it doesn't look like they're getting but. And at the same time, we get like a big expansion of our hubs. I, I it's just that's my gut of where I'm looking, at. I go, hmm, because Star doesn't really make a lot of sense in the US, no. Right, shifting gears now. Let's talk about the uh, Television's Critics Association press tour. There was a special event on Monday where they talk about this. Was a an internal thing. You had to be a, like a L- Los Angeles critic. They announced tons of stuff, so I'm going to kind of run through these as quickly as I can because there was a lot of stuff. So from National Geographic, following the success of uh, "Welcome to Earth," Will Smith will be back with Pole to Pole. Um, that's not the the one with Michael Palin, and he's going to be going from the South Pole to the North Pole, meeting obviously people on the along the days. It took it was filming for more than hundred days, and Smith document and they kind of document this whole thing for it. Obviously, don't know when that one will be arriving, um, but. I'll be honest, it's like for me, I'm like in cha-ching, sorted. Will Smith traveling. Damn, um, good. Too good to be honest. You could do that show with anybody, and I think I'd probably watch it. I don't know. It's kind of one of those shows that I would just just love to watch. I'm glad to see Will Smith continuing to do these.
1: Uh he's got a lot of name recognition and it brings a lot of
0: attention to this section of Disney Plus. Also, I think um I think they did say that uh Welcome to Earth was their biggest hit. They've had it was a huge hit for um for them so they're really happy with it um oh yeah so that's pretty cool we're also getting great migrations which is a new um obviously going on about the migrations in search of food and shelter and animals and stuff like that so that looks pretty cool getting home which is gonna be a unprecedented and it's gonna be running for nine seasons so they've committed to nine seasons already being filmed by National Geographic and BBC as they go on a most ambitious and definitive portrait of life on Earth ever attempted. Production is currently underway on the first three seasons, with development committed to six more of what will be a cinematic spectacle of nature, of natural history across the planet. I mean, and they're going to be going across five oceans and seven continents to reveal the deeper and um, symbolic relationship between all living things. I mean, that's like nine seasons okay that's that's pretty you've got some confidence in that yeah it'd be interesting to see who's working on that uh unless each season's just one episode (laughs) wouldn't be the first time they've done that um we're also getting lion which is being put together by john favreau who um they're filming this over like four years and it follows a single pride and it's an intimate and emotional series, where so the filmmakers will be using cutting-edge technology to explore the heart-stopping challenges, also known as Lion King Three. <laughs> that's mm. what I thought. Of. So yeah, so they've obviously that's I, I'm guessing this might be. Have they been filming all this stuff for the like the Lion King movies, and have got like all this footage that they're going to put together, and that's how they get around this four years of footage. This is a, <laughs> merely being um, a bit of a cynic.
1: Yeah, it could also be the other direction, though. You could could say, you know, um, John got so interested in what it's like for for the lions while working on the Lion King live action CGI movie mm. uh, that he decided he wanted to explore it more, and and basically used uh, <laughs> Disney to to fund his expeditions. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen uh, Cameron. Do that all the time, yeah. right? like he, he makes movies literally because it's like I want to go visit the Titanic, so we're gonna make the Titanic. I
0: more play to them. Um, we're exactly. also getting it. Yeah. um getting some more secrets of we had secrets of the whales last year. They're gonna be turning this into a brand new annual multi-part franchise, which can collides with Earth Day each year with James Cameron returning as the executive producer. Each year, we'll focus on one species to fully explore their traits and culture. In 2023, the franchise will present secrets of the elephants. And then after that, we'll be getting secrets of the octopus and two animals went from one swing to the other, but octopuses are very interesting. So this looks like we've got a new franchise for earth day. That's so going to be coming for, the, I mean, we're talking now what 2024, 2020. Yeah. So we're into the deep ones. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not too keen on the idea
1: of like forcing it to be an annual thing. I, I, as long as they always have ideas of what they want to to focus on, fine uh just so long as they don't end up in a situation where they're like oh man we've committed to doing this annually let's uh find an animal pick an animal on the other hand I, I, yeah, I there's, there's, li- yeah there's literally millions of species on this planet they're not gonna they're not gonna run out anytime i soon. mean but i mean i think happens. like
0: secrets of the rats or secret of the housefly we might start getting a little bit um desperate at that point but um could be interesting they could- they could do secret of the mosquito and it could just be an yeah. hour of them swatting mosquitoes i would watch that um we're also getting um sentiment which is all uh, do maths do also oh, do monkeys do math do whales mourn their death do bees draw maps um will show life on all scales plants humans and ecosystems so that's another new uh, natural history one. We're also getting Supernatural, which is being put together by James Cameron and also gonna be narrated by Benedict Cumberbatch, which is gonna be coming later this year's later this year. And it utilizes the latest scientific innovations and leading edge filmmaking technology to reveal secret powers and super senses of the world's most extraordinary animals. So this is gonna be uh, obviously looking into like, what superpowers um, I'd imagine <laughs> that um, animals have. Which is cool. Uh, we're also getting the biggest little farm. So this is—they've go- already announced that there's going to be a special on Earth Day um, in April. They're now going to be making an entire series of them following um, this farm, um, which is based on a movie that came out before. So again, doing a, a farm show. I'm going to be honest. i would be kind of—I'm in- kind of interested because I—I have a problem with watching like Country File and watching farm shows. So <laughs> I'm a little bit like. It'll be interested to see what the difference is with the with American farms. I mean, obviously pig and cows and stuff, but yeah, there it's a, a nice easy series to make.
1: It'll be interesting because from what I understand about this farm is you know they're they're trying to do more like modern yeah. farming methods, like or not even modern, they're trying to like push what the next modern yeah. farming method will be, as opposed to what you normally see if you drive through uh you know, the central states which yeah. are literally just cornfield after cornfield after cornfield. I know when uh, that, very we different. Went,
0: I know I think when we tra- traveled through I don't know if it was Wisconsin or something, but we had, or I, I don't know where it was. It might have been in Dakota or something. And it looked like the House of Corn. And it was an entire building just made out of corn. because that was and it was a big festival. So yeah, I, I, I've been through corn country. <laughs> Just for hours and hours, of at gonna come through to get that feeling at all. We're also getting beyond belief with David Blaine. So this is um like a magic show, and he's on the hunt for extraordinary people, um shamans, magicians, and stuff like that. Last time I saw him, he was hanging in the box above London, uh, in above London. So that was. That'd be quite- <laughs> I, was
1: say, I was gonna say David Blaine's not a name I've heard recently. Uh, no, I think mean, it's been quite some time since I've seen a David Blaine special. That said,
0: I was gonna say it must have been like. It must be maybe twenty years ago. I saw God, him in London when I was hour. working there. I remember like after finishing work and seeing him like hanging in a box for like months. <laughs> yeah, I I vaguely remember that one. But
1: but either way, these these magic shows are these uh, um, I don't even know what you'd call them, honestly. But just, just shows yeah. shows based around on on uh, finding magic talent, uh, quote unquote mm. magical talent. They can either be really interesting or really dull. Um, mm-hmm. Now with Blaine's name attached to it, it probably lead towards the
0: former, but you know,
1: we'll, yeah, we'll I, wait to
0: I'm, see. I don't find him the most entertaining of magicians. We're also getting the epic adventures of Bernie Gregory. Um, he's a photographer and he's been doing lots of stuff all over the world. And so he's this season, will be he'll be going to Antarctica to see whales. He's also going to be going to see buffalo hunting with lions in Zambia. And it's a multi-part adventure series going around the world. Sounds pretty cool. Also getting Photographer, which is um, an intimate d- documentary series um, where they get to basically talk about um, the world's greatest storytellers and artists. Each episode is directed by a different filmmaker who partners with a, f- a photographer to tell the story of their life. It's a little bit more le- less away, I imagine, from, from animals at that point.
1: Yeah, but it should be interesting as well, especially if we're looking at National Geographic photographers, because uh, those guys are f- quite frankly insane. Mm-hmm to get the mm-hmm. shots that they do yeah. and the amount of patience they have to get the shots they do you know i, I always like,
0: like it on the dbc ones where they do like the the diary thing about 10 minutes mm-hmm. at the end of them where they show you how they made it i always find that bit really fascinating i i agree with that i'm
1: thinking of like um i think deep blue or the, the oh, blue yeah. ocean yeah, that blue planet and stuff blue like blue planet yeah. that's thank you they they, they spend the time and they're like, wow, we've been out here for like three months and we haven't seen a blue whale and we really need a blue whale for, for our shots. And
0: yeah I've, been like, watching, yeah, I've been watching Green Planet and at the end they ended up showing them building this great big pond with these lilies and they literally filmed it like and me. <laughs> I was just like, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, this big jug, this jungle, they ended up building a set on a farm in Devon. <laughs> so they definitely a bit different. Um, we're also getting, now this one is very different. We're in a a scripted drama series. Uh, It's a limited series. And it's about the remarkable story of Met guys and her husband, Otto Frank, who came to her and asked to hide his family from the Nazis during World War II. So she didn't hesitate. And for the next two years, her and her husband and other helpers watched over the eight souls hiding in the secret annex. And, yeah, it's all about they they found her diary and they preserved it. Um, I mean, this one's like... I was like, hold on a minute. We're getting a drama series set in World War Two with that. With like, this is a little bit more older. This is again pushing the boundaries a little bit. But it's again one of those ones where the the contents
1: might be older, but people will probably be more accepting of it because mm. it's it's a story that we recognize. Obviously, mm. um, there there are lots and lots of stories of people uh, protecting families like this mm. during World War Two, keeping them from the Nazis. Uh, So, while we expect it will probably be more mature, probably uh, brutal at certain points. Depends how
0: they, uh, how they, how they, they, it might not be. Right.
1: It might be be implied rather than shown. I would prefer it implied rather than shown. But um, at the same time, if they do decide to show some things, people will probably be more overall overall more uh, accepting of it because it's actual events and it's stuff that we know happened.
0: Also, I do believe as well that if we're talking that this one might be a year or two away because these could be a while off. How much has changed with our earlier discussion of the viewing of? There's more adults in Disney Plus. There's much more likely because I feel like had they dropped like the right stuff now, it might have been better than when they dropped it originally because there just would have been more adults in Disney Plus. So that one's definitely interesting. I'm I'm looking that's going to be something to what to look out for. It's going to be a tough watch, I suspect,
1: but it'll be. Very good content to have on it. And...
0: and finally, from the National Geographic front, we're getting We Feed People, which is a documentary all about um, a chef called Jose Andres and his nonprofit um, World Central Kitchen, who organizes missions and evolution over 12 years. Um, basically just giving giving out food, feeding people. This will be dropping onto Disney Plus on May the 27th. So for Memorial Day weekends, it will be having a small run through the festivals and stuff that's being put together by Ron Howard. So that one is a big one.
1: Yep. Ron right. Howard's always always doing good
0: and interesting things. Uh, right. And, yep, should be good. That's the National Geographic front. Interesting before we jump into the Disney side, nothing was said about National Ge- National Geographic television, the TV channels. And there was a little bit of a discussion on the um, deadline where the, the president was like, are we still committed to it? You know and it was just that we've, in, we've we've had a lot of stuff to announce today and like yeah no don't buy that that's basically all your new slate is going to disney plus isn't it <laughs> it's like as a, i'm like you can't do a television critic association and announce 13 to 14 projects for disney plus exclusive that's 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 a lot of content it is and even if they are
1: planning on maybe phasing out the TV or or the linear channel or um, working towards it being the second location for these, uh, yeah. it will be a long time before yeah. any of this happens. But I, I have to imagine that especially over the last couple of years, the linear viewership has just not been there, especially when uh, Disney Plus just makes it on demand and, and you don't have to worry about – uh, I really want to do this documentary on this niche mm. little animal over here. We can't put that on at like 7 p.m. Yeah. No one's going to watch it. So but you put it on Disney Plus, and people will be like, "Yeah, we'll watch I it yeah. whenever you want."
0: I also feel as well um, the pandemic really helped older people get into screaming. I know, like my mm-hmm. parents and my in-laws and stuff, they're all watching much more. They you know they're all watching the apps now. They've all, you know, they've all got used to it. Um, so there's def- I think they have probably had the biggest shift as well with that.
1: Yeah, my parents aren't older people; they're still very young, so we're not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, my mom, obviously, I've mentioned many, many times, has been watching a lot of Netflix, and she's been loving the uh, South Korean dramas and mm-hmm. things like that. So, uh, yes, yes, yeah, she. I don't think she even knew how to turn on Netflix until a couple of years ago. It was uh, either myself or one of my sisters. Were like, oh, let's watch something on Netflix. Oh, we set this up last time we were here, mom. Oh, I didn't know what buttons to push, but yeah. now. Now she's got it and she's got her routine going.
0: So, yes, let's now shift on to the Disney branded television, aka formerly known as the Disney Channel, um, kind of division because they kind of rebranded themselves. So, we've got an original Disney Plus original movie called Prom Pact, which is all about a girl who is trying to get into Harvard and then she ends up like taking on a, a jock, um, and kind of teaches them and then realizes more to life than just getting into Harvard. It stars Peyton Elizabeth Lee, and it also stars Myo Man, um, who you might know from Zombies. So we've got a brand new original movie. Um, we're also getting the, the Naughty Nine, which is going to be coming to the Disney Channel and Disney Plus. This is a holiday heist movie, um, which is, you've got to think of it as Ocean's Eleven at the North Pole. Um, so that'll be interesting. interesting. Again, straight away, Disney Channel and Disney Plus. They are no longer this whole... Messy. It's it's getting a lot less messy with this one. They also confirmed Underwrapped Two is underway for the Disney Channel and Disney Plus as another movie. They also announced a brand new unscripted series called Growing Up, which is being put together by uh, Brie Larson, who you might know as Captain Marvel. It's a groundbreaking hybrid docu series that explores the challenges, triumphs, and complexities of adolescence um, through ten compelling coming of age stories, looking at people between like eighteen and twenty. And each 30 minute episode features one young person or hero and they experience growing up kind of feels a little bit like maybe like the superhero project that they had a while ago. That's what I was
1: thinking of, too, which is probably not not the yeah. greatest
0: thing. But, you know, one of the other series that they announced at the event was a brand new series being created by Jeremy Renner, who you might know as Hawkeye so this one is an original four-part series that embraces jeremy's lifelong passion for giving back to communities around the world by reimagining unique purpose-built vehicles to meet their community needs um he's a massive great big uh, fan of construction and he's heavily invested in highly creative um content and this show probably has the best name i think i've ever seen for original one it's called renovations I just love it. It's so good. I think it works
1: perfectly. I I didn't get that when I read it. I (laughs) only just got that when you said it. I was like, oh, renovations with Renner. Got it. Yeah. Okay. That is clever. Because I I read it the first time. I'm like, renovated? I
0: guess that's an interesting... okay yeah i get it now yeah, yeah. No, that's cool i mean this is the thing of the marvel guys are all getting their own series brie larson's doing one uh hawkeye's doing one dr strange has got one you know every avenger gets their own tv series on disney plus now uh, but no, they get you do stuff but you also get a, a non-disney a non-marvel one that you can I make out i mean to be honest it's a good way of of going about
1: it too because uh they get to keep doing these projects they don't necessarily have to continue being like hawkeye or or, um thor well we know thor's coming back but getting them to do this yeah that's why i brought him up he he did that uh limitless and you know i think it's win-win for both sides on that one
0: i think as well like from a creative point of um, them i can imagine of like wanting to put your mind into something that you that's something different and kind of, you know, stretch the mind a bit rather than just doing the same thing over and over again. And that also might help longevity of keeping them around longer, of kind on. Of, um oh, yeah, you want to do, we want you to do nine Marvel movies. Well, if we give you, you know, you can do some other projects in the middle to kind of distract you a bit and give you something else to work about. I think that's good. I think that's not a bad thing. Um, it was also confirmed, obviously, we're getting goosebumps the series. We're also going to be getting um, the third season of... Secrets of Sofa Springs that has been confirmed. So that's again Disney Channel and Disney Plus. Also, the Proud Family Louder and Prouder, which is coming to Disney Plus on the 23rd of February. We're going to be getting two episodes to begin with rather than the one. So, um, I mean, why not? That's a good thing. Let's go for it. We're also getting a brand new, um, I'll be talking about those two episodes next week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, we're getting a brand new Disney Plus original series called Palo Santo and the River of Tears which is based on the very popular book. And it's all about a girl who has relied on hard science and logic to make sense of the world, unlike a mother who believes in magic. But when folklore becomes fact and her best friend goes missing and they try to save her, Pablo has to enter a world of mind bending monsters and relentless spirits steeped in Latin folklore that define both logic and legend. So that, that could be different. I mean, again, this probably aimed a little bit younger. We're also getting some new animated series. So this one is a Disney Junior original series. Obviously, it will arrive on Disney Plus called Tiny uh, Trailblazers, which is being created with Reese Witherspoon, aimed towards kids. Um, It's all about um, positive attitudes about the great outdoors and highlight the importance of environmental conservation and wildlife protection. And also Nat Geo is going to be involved in it, and Reese Witherspoon is providing some of the voices for some of the characters. A brand new original Disney Plus original movie called Super Fudge, which is being created by the Russo brothers, who also made the Avengers movies. Um, so this one is all about uh, a kid who basically he's in new- in New York in a cramped apartment, and he's there with his three year old brother Fudge. But Fudge isn't just a problem; he is a tornado, a superstorm, an Arctic bomb of chaos and destruction. And when he runs away, under they then kind of run around New York fixing. So this is going to be a new animated movie. Um, so that's pretty cool. They also confirmed that Michel Yan is going to be starring in the Disney Plus original series, American Born Chinese. They did announce Rita all would be in the Beauty and the Beast series. They also confirmed that Big Shot Season 2 is currently in production, and this one, he will return to Westbrook with a new fire ready to show that his girls' basketball teams belong in D2, and that they're still the championship-winning powerhouse coach he always was. Um, so we've got a little bit of an update on that one. Another update on the crossover, which is a new basketball series that they're working on. Um, right, David Diggs, who's going to be narrating the series. Uh, Doogie Kamaloa MD was confirmed for the second season. High School Music was season three. Mighty Ducks season two was kind of mentioned. The Mighty Ducks season two as well. I uh, saw so the, the Mysterious Benedict Society second season. <laughs> Uh, National Treasure, the new series for that one. They announced that Catherine D- Jones is going to be starring in that uh, series. And then they also just went on about uh, Percy Jackson and the Spiderwick Chronicles. I mean, this is just like, I mean, it was just like, I mean, the amount of content. They enna- I mean, they, they announced so much. And it's like, this is what's happening now. The powerhouses, the studios are in the zone. I mean, I mean, these might be years off, but you know, they're really revving up the next wave of Disney Plus content.
1: Yeah, and it's been a common thing with Disney, uh, where despite this being Disney Plus, it really has felt like the draw has been Star Wars and Marvel. Mm, yeah, um, and and sure, you get the back catalog of Disney classic movies, maybe the the shows that you grew up with, depending on what era, era that would be from, and things like that. But like original content with the Disney name on it hasn't done all that well that we've had a couple that we really like them like the Benedict Society and big shot and then other ones are like please maybe rethink how you're doing this one uh but just the number of things that they announced here the number of ones that sound very interesting uh yeah it, it's great so Marvel and Star Wars will continue to dominate but hopefully you know as we move forward people who sign up to get um obi-wan or uh, you know, Moon Knight, She Hulk, etc. Yeah. Will also be like, huh? I'll check out this Spiderwick Chronicles. Obviously, that's years away. Yeah, as an example, or Percy Jackson, and so on.
0: But also, as well, I think they've they're embracing Disney Plus in terms that they're not. I don't think they're quite so rigid on how many episodes they've got to produce, so they can produce better stuff, but less of it. So they, you know, it's easy to get like a six or eight episode series off the bat. Than trying to do a 22 season and it's, you know, and it's a stronger story. The budgets can be less, you know, they can attract actors. I think a bit, I think it's a lot. You've really noticed this over the last 10 plus years of, there was a time and I, it's hard for, I bet there'd be people that don't quite remember that you, once the actor went into movies, they never went back to television. It was deemed an insult to go, you know, they just never. Once you made the move to movies, you never went back to, but limited series of just like, exploded into the idea of you can you know and i think a lot of uh, certain actors have said that they have to do limited series because they're not making the movies the way they used to
1: yeah i remember uh i don't remember the name of the show but there was a fox like supernatural procedural and and it had kevin bacon back in the yeah. day and that was a huge deal because like kevin bacon's doing a television series on regular tv yeah and they kind of uh, burst the floodgates as it were and and then you start seeing it on netflix where big name actors would start doing things like that now it's just normal it's like oh yeah sure <laughs> uh you sign up jerry renner's he's got uh the avengers and we'll throw him into a hawkeye show obviously that was yeah. not the plan back in 2012 but you know it's become more normal and i 100% behind it Let, let's you let's never blur the line
0: you never would have thought someone like um Reese Witherspoon or Nicole Kidman would just be pretty much just be doing just TV shows because ultimately those movies are just not there anymore and not pulling in an audience, but they're pulling in the audience on TV in huge numbers. Um, yeah, you just it's it is crazy, but I literally was there like this. This was like Disney Plus had a day at the TCA free what about two weeks ago and, and did like three movies. I think it was Boba Fett, Loud family Family, and something else, I'm like that was a bit pathetic, it wasn't really worth the effort and then they came out here at this event and I was like, yes, here's a series, here's a series and I was just like uh, could you guys not have like spread this out, could you not have had a day each it felt a little bit like I know I was like, well, this is way too much here, it's like, it's, this is like Disney Plus Day, it was well, yeah, it it like, like, you know, like 25 to 30 series being announced on one day, but it didn't get the attention that, you know, Disney you know, the, if Disney Plus or so, it would just put up the logos, <laughs> just you know this would have been a big Disney plus day if they put all this stuff out like that.
1: Yeah I suspect more this is more along the lines of getting the names out there now yeah. so that they can start the the actual um yeah. uh run-ups to them. So yeah. like you said Super Bowl's coming up it'll be uh tomorrow when you guys yeah. hear this for the most part and we expect that there'll be lots of information coming out there and then over the next several months the stuff that is announced here we will start to get more and more news. So um, then, we obviously, we already knew Mighty Ducks and such. We're getting a second season. But as the news starts to roll out, it won't be a shock. It's like, no, we announced it over here. It, it's been confirmed. Now here's casting details. Here's who's replacing Emilio Estevez and, and so on and so forth. It's I know they've already announced who it
0: is, but But I think we're really going to see, like, I mean, they have said that by the end of this year, they want to you can see like 20th television and FX and Disney and Searchlight and you know Nash-G- they're all just churning content for the streaming platform. You know, they're spending billions of content. And so like, this is what they this is why they wanted 20th century was to have the the capacity to make all these movies and all these shows. Um yeah, I mean, I was in there going, Wow, you know, the days, you know, I mean we'd still be in there going can get more than one series out at once. It'd be nice, but you know there is still plenty of stuff dropping. But yeah, so that was that was the news, really. Like I said, it was a really, and there was still a lot of stuff I didn't even mention. It's just it's just been a real heavy week for news. Um, a lot yeah. of a lot of good news and a lot
1: of news. For various watcher types, you mm-hmm. know. So this wasn't like Star Wars Day where it's we only focusing on people who watch Star Wars. There, there is stuff for kids. There's stuff for adults. There's stuff for adults, stuff for adults to watch with their kids. Yeah. You know, it, it's the only all thing across that, the board.
0: The only thing that got me with this one is because we, we were doing, doing the announcements and like saying they've just announced like thirty projects today, and the first comment is like, "Where's the Kenobi trailer? Where's the Star <laughs> Wars stuff?" It's like, it wasn't this isn't their announcements? I've like. And it's that kind of thing, like, yeah, you know, here's 20 to 30 new things coming, but where's the one, you know, and then it's the usual, where's um, house amounts kind of thing. And right, like, right. You know, and it's just like, they, they're spending a fortune on content. Um, there is just so much stuff that they're making. Um, but yeah, I, I was impressed. I thought this this week was like, okay, you know, we're ending our, the week on, I think, a high in terms of a, a news announcements. Right. Yeah. It,
1: sorry, that got me thinking. Like, uh, Nintendo had a, a direct this, yes. this past week too, and and they announced a number of things. I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. I kind of check that out. And of course, you go online and all the come on. Where was Breath of the Wild too? Where's Legend? I'm like, seriously. Hold on, uh, my cat is yeah. about to make a mistake. This might be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you guys can't see it. She, she's trying to jump up on a screen. She does not know the screen is only
0: like an inch thick.
1: Uh, <laughs> so, she she gave up. She gave so if on, we hear sorry. it
0: crash, that's good. Yeah. Right, so before we go on to the review for the day, let's do um, a bit of housekeeping. If you haven't um, already done so, you can support us on Patreon or YouTube channel members. You can uh, support us from as little as $2 a month. And I just want to say a big thank you to our supporters of the gold and diamond and platinum level. So a big thank you to Guy, Adam, Raphael, Diona, Blue, Dana, Ricky, Dave, Mohammed, we've also got Ben, my VC. Works Beena, Joshua, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah. And also want to be a big thank you also to um, Lauren, the Juice, Darren, Daniel, uh, Cody. We've got Andrew, um, Aero, Red Marsman, Calid, Jacob, Elliot, Andrew, and also huge thank you to Sarah for your support at the top tier. Thank you so much. And we'll be live on tomorrow for another Q&A. So all the patrons are putting in their questions and stuff for this week. A lot of them this week, unsurprisingly. There's a lot of stuff. I'm shocked. Um, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) With all the Netflix stuff and the Hulu stuff, there's been a lot of... Yeah.
1: Normally don't mention it, but it's probably worth pointing out that uh, you will be shortening questions that are very long. (laughs) And...
0: Uh, I think each person's only allowed three questions is the current well, it, limit. it's not so much that it's just the fact that I've put there's a limit if there's if there's a lot of questions I can just reduce them just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just it was merely along the lines of just, just just to help with timing. If there's enough of them, I might even have to go a little bit earlier, but um depends on what it is. So let's now talk the book of Boba Fett. So this is the finale. We're gonna kind of this will be probably broadline a whole show kind of overview. Um Full spoilers but it's been out four days so you know that's kind of been long enough um yeah so what did you think of the finale it had some it had some highlights
1: and it was i guess a, a satisfying ending to the series as much as you can help but uh it did also for me at least highlight a number of the problems with the series uh we'll come back in a second how did you f-
0: Feel about I, it. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was a fun, explosive, action-packed episode with lots of fighting, lots of things going on. And generally as a whole, it it did what I thought it was gonna do. You could see everything coming a mile away because it was just really quite like really. I mean, you've got hardly any guys to, to defend yourself and you've spread yourself so thin. Why not, you know, like put this person here and put this person? There. You've not got enough people to do this one guy on his own in the middle of the street um okay so he's a massive wookie that can kick everyone's butt but yeah you know putting the two um pigs out in the um spaceport you know like, they weren't really going to do a lot you know i'm sure you could have paid them off and they could have ran away um so that was one issue it it, there was some spots it i loved i mean i love the fact of like, bringing the droids in to attack, you know, to fight them. It did get a little bit on those. Would you guys stop shooting at it? It's not working. Like, <laughs> it's like it was getting a little bit like, what are you doing? This is pointless. I mean, I, I at least liked when, like, they used to try to use a dark saber to get in. But then I always thought, well, sure, didn't the Grundons used to just walk right through them? Yeah. Uh, well, the Gungans had their own shield. Yeah. They, they, I don't think they walked through
1: the droid shields. Yeah. But the the thing with that fight was it was really cool when it started. Like yeah. the, you get the droids and you're like, oh, this is gonna be amazing. And then as the fight keeps drawing on, yeah, on the one hand you've got them just ineffectively shooting at the shields, and you're like, okay, maybe try something different. <laughs> on the other hand, the droids didn't do anything. They they were shooting everything, and there's explosions <laughs> everywhere, but. Nobody's getting hurt. Nobody's yeah. in any danger at any point. We're told they're in danger, but it never yeah. felt like they were in danger.
0: And I think that's one of the And like th- uh, Black K got like shot so many times, it was like it didn't mean anything. Yeah, th- there was certainly that. And it's not just him.
1: Um both Mandalorian and Boba Fett, you know, they're just sitting in the middle of the the road getting shot dozens of
0: times each, and it's not doing anything. It's, a I, little bit, I, it's like I know they've got the Mandalorian armor, but it's like, but it's only in the key places, you know they yeah, that's no, like, the elbow or the knee, or I mean, I did love them the knee, the rocket out the knees. So I thought that was quite fun. I,
1: I mean, he he did that back in the Mandalorian season too. <laughs> it was good to see that, but it's like, you've got more tricks. Why aren't you using those? Yeah. but this, this I love
0: is a, I love this the spin the spin camera when they're like fighting together. I did like that. um no, there, yeah. There were definitely
1: some very cool action sequences in there, particularly when we were looking at, at Boba Fett and Mandalorian during that part of the siege. Uh, it's It just became more of a problem, more apparent of a problem, when it's like the bad guys really aren't doing anything. We're being told they're this huge threat, but nobody's getting hurt except for a random um, like mod person here and there.
0: Yeah, they didn't, really, didn't really care about that. Um, no. There was other issues... I I really enjoyed seeing Cad Bane. I, I I was a bit disappointed they killed him off. I was a bit, but apparently he was like 80, 90 years old at that point. Um, of course, they didn't really portray that very well. It was only really a Google search that kind of gave me that news. They mentioned, oh, I'm an old man now. But of course, you can't see it on his face because it's not gray or anything. Um, yeah.
1: I was actually legitimately thinking, like, What's the lifespan of your species? Because you're you're talking to Boba Fett like Boba Fett's a really old man. i like, you were old when Boba Fett was a kid. Yeah. How old are you? Um, you know, because he he was the mentor to Boba mm. Fett. I will agree. I I'm disappointed they killed him off, but I also understand it is the closure of that storyline. It's not a storyline you really get in Boba yeah. Fett, but it is through Clone Wars a little. Uh, I don't think he showed up in Rebels, but they also showed him in Bad Batch. I it think is you, yeah. He might have made an appearance or two in, in Rebels. Point being, this
0: is a very, very long storyline, and it is the logical conclusion of the storyline. But my only worry is like if they introduce him like an Andor or Lando or something, then it's always going to be like, Well, yeah, but we've seen you die like your your fret level as a bad guy. And I will refer this back to being wrestling of just like you took his heat away. You took him being a baddie by killing him off. He's no longer frets because you've made him look weak and I mean he looked pretty I mean he, he did look great in it and obviously if you're a fan of the comic book or the, the cartoons you know who he is but like to my parent or my dad who's watching this he wouldn't know who he was so he would have just been this guy he turned up and the next week he's dead so yeah that's it that's definitely a thing
1: but this, this was obviously meant as a fan nod this was meant you know at, along with Black K this was you know you know who he is but if you don't know who he is, at least the design is really cool. And you get that yeah. he's the bad guy, right? Um, I think my main issue with it is less that, um, you know, it's the end of his story. And if they try to use him in, in other stuff before yeah. this, uh, like you said, it it, it kind of takes a little of the heat away. The main problem is we really need a bad guy that crosses through these series. Mm. Uh, this has been the common problem with Marvel since the beginning, since Iron Man One, where you like you keep killing the bad guys. Uh you need you know, hmm. uh the Spectre organization going from James Bond, or you need the, the person who can sit there and cackle and go, Next time I'll get you. Obviously, don't ham it up yeah. quite that much. But right now, Star Wars doesn't have it. Marvel might be getting it with like um uh, Dreyfus's character that we've seen pop up in a couple of series here and there. Obviously Kang, uh, the Mm. one who lived is, is still, or, (laughs) um, that was Harry Potter, but, uh, you know, they're starting to set up the next ones, but even now, you know, Shang-Chi, bad guy is dead. Black Widow, the bad guy is dead. Spider-Man, all the bad guys are sent back to their home dimensions kind of thing. You know, there is no, Big bad, and if Star Wars is going to be this Mando verse, right? Yeah. You know, Mandalorian, Boba Fett, probably Ahsoka, and and uh, the rumored Bo Katan series are all yeah. really just one big series. They need a bad guy that they can all follow. Maybe it'll be Thrawn, yeah. but it's also I think because they
0: lost because they've lost the Empire. There's like no one, no big one. It would have been nice to see something maybe happen with the twins, the Jabba twins. You know that might have been a way of kind of extended that out a bit and that's I don't know, it's like the way that like Fennec obviously took out everybody at the end it was like that's great but it would have been better to have had them introduced the villain then of like they are working for this big villain right. and well I mean I like the fact that Fennec at least took them out but they were, it was a bit like so are these, is this group dead or are they is that the end of them or are they there's so many, but they were so vanilla you could have put that boss out and put them in anyone and you wouldn't have known who he was yeah,
1: no it, it they did not set them up properly at all. And I think this kind of leads into the second problem that I that I had with Boba Fett as an overall series, all seven episodes. You've got seven episodes and it still feels way bloated but also not detailed at all. Yeah. Like it, you've got this odd contradiction of these scenes that just go on forever but make no point at all or they make one point in a 20-minute scene. And at the same time, you've got these villains who you're like. I don't even know your names. I don't know yeah. what species you are. I don't. You're you're part of a syndicate. That is your villain status. Uh, the mayor turns out to be like just. You just sit over there, and eventually you'll die. They spent all this time building up like Baby Yoda being taught by Luke, and then building the N one Starfighter in Episode Five for Mando. It's like you could have spent this time maybe making me. Understand why I care about the villains.
0: Well, also like building up Cad Bane, they could have also spent a little bit more time building up, um like other chapters of maybe Boba's life. You know, when he was younger at the events, it's hard. I mean, it feels like the whole time he was running around the sand of like, well, what's the point? Okay, and- so we had the one scene where he was like, you know, Cad was just like, hey, they fooled you. that was all a all a play. And I'm like, great, but that. Really, you could have. You didn't need as three hours for that. You know, exactly. it was just done and dusted. I don't know. if like I enjoyed it. I did enjoy the show, and I enjoyed watching every episode. And I thought it was a solid. But it's that thing of like, yeah, this is this is definitely the worst of the three seasons we've seen so far. Because again, episode five and six were really good because they were just Mando episodes, mm-hmm. and see, that they you know they, they would have been a good way of just we could have just done that in epi- in season three. We didn't need. We would have had, but probably had some more build up to that big final because it felt like we, you know, building up to it. Chuck him in the sand for two weeks, and then like it was going to send you off to uh, Mando for two weeks, and now we're doing this big. I mean, you knew the rancor was coming in. I mean, that was, that was a cool scene though. I enjoyed it. I I really didn't like it when he went into King Kong mode. Um, it was uh, there was one scene. that was like, yeah, okay, you're really doing King Kong, and then like I. I wasn't a fan of them doing the Grogu thing in this episode. I liked, you know, the scene of him curl Carol up together and all the rest of it. But I would have loved the choice to have been played out properly, and rather than him just R two bringing him back, and okay, we're well, you down together onwards we go. And it was like, because ultimately we know that Grogu can't stay with Luke because what Luke was building on that thing ends up with the with the Knights of Ren destroying them all. You know, we know I, I, that. Yeah, it, take, it's taking a, the heat out of it. You know, you've got to kind of. The Grogu needs to be saved by going away from Luke, but he needs. It would have been nice to have maybe them had a little bit more time together.
1: To be honest, we could do an entire essay on what is wrong with the Luke sequences in Episode Six. Not even just like within. I wasn't Just too bad. The- too bad on them. I wasn't too no, bad. No, no, no. I'm not talking about like the way they were filmed or, or anything like that, but the problems that they raise in terms of long-term continuity between, uh, Luke and Ahsoka apparently being besties, uh, you know, the, what you were talking about mm-hmm. with, with baby Yoda, you know, he can't be here. So where is he, etc. Anyway, that's not the discussion for this week. Um, uh, you mentioned you know we we saw everything coming miles away. I do want to um, a little mea culpa. I was certain that those Tuscans were going to show up in the end, like led by the little kid, and they did yeah. not. So um, I, I will own that. I I would have actually liked that to happen because, as you mentioned, the only throwback to the Tuscan storyline is Cad Bane going, yeah. haha, You thought they were killed by these dudes, but it was really by these dudes." Which, for one, didn't even make sense. Like Cad, you weren't involved with that. Why are you? Taunting him with it. You're an idiot. And two, it's like, okay, so you literally spent four episodes setting up a plot that was that the entire point was that it would cause Boba to stab Cad in the a fury. It's like this hmm. is the
0: this is the problem with it. You have spaceships. Yeah. You don't need to go through the desert. You fly up and go down the desert. You don't need to go through the desert running the spies because you've got spaceships. You know, it's like, you're not, this is not where, if, if like, we don't need the desert. We don't we have no need for the desert. You can just go around the desert. <laughs> it's just like, it's like when, when was it the, uh, the sheriff turns up and goes, oh, what are you doing in my town? Well, why not just do this, like in space or in, on, on, in the ice cap or something? <laughs> you know, I, I will, I'll give them that one
1: though. Th- that's definitely a rule of cool kind of uh exception where it's like, yeah logically this doesn't make even the slightest (laughs) bit of sense why you just really wanted to do a train heist Yeah, uh, in in your mandalorian show
0: we did one in in solo
1: so it's like we didn't need it that's true that that said i i will still i'll give him a little leeway on that because um as much as you may complain legitimately about like how everyone turned into snipers in that train like I will hit this guy going like 400 kilometers per hour with pinpoint precision. Well, like, I know, uh, I was
0: trying to use a sniper last night in Fortnite. And I wasn't here anyway. <laughs> well, your first mistake. No. I got the Boba Fett outfit for the, for, you know, uh, I was touching it. I was so going to say was, they, they added Boba Fett, right? Yeah, they got Boba Fett, Fennec, and Black K. They got added this okay. week. So I was like, you know what? I think I might just kind of have a bit of a dabble. I've been in it for for months, but I thought that they got it got me. See, it's like new skins, buy it. It's like I've got all these skins. I never play the game. <laughs> I spend hundred quid on skins on Fortnite, and I have barely it. I,
1: I have a friend who's probably got literally like forty skins in in Fortnite. They almost never play the game, but they use it as like a photography studio <laughs> where they, you know, you've got like Boba Fett standing next to Harley Quinn because he'll he'll get his friends to play yeah. and they'll and and he'll just like he created this area where they just take pictures of all these like cool phantoms. Yeah. like all right cool go for it yeah. is, you're having a lot of fun with it uh yeah, it's definitely so, no. not what the game was meant for but no but you
0: know, it's, it's just i think it's just that thing of looking back at boba fett and i'm going oh, it was it was fun but it was flawed a lot um there was a lot of flaws of it i think I, I do feel like had we not had mando involved it would have really have tanked i think like the the audience was like turning on it And then Mando kind of saved
1: (laughs) There is an aspect to it, but I would also disagree that it really was a matter of Boba Fett or Mando. It's just that the storytelling in the Mando story, uh, two episodes, or at least the episode five, the core Mando episode Mm -hmm. was just so much better quality. It wasn't inherently that it was Mando. It's that that particular episode, it it had a a structure uh, the world felt lived in. Uh, there was there were things that you were following. You actually cared about what was going on, but also
0: you didn't know where they were going. And I think that's the problem with these like rehashes of like you you know you're going to tell us a story of how we got out you know in a, in a in a in the sand, but we already know we got out. So you this is that kind of problem of telling stories which just generally just didn't need to be told, you know, and filling it. Was like it just wasn't an interesting. Side effect, it just wasn't interesting enough. Of he became a friend with all the Tuscans. They could have done that in an episode and just had. I know it would have might have been a bit more stronger, but the way they did it, but it felt a little bit like our wow, free episodes of just him making friends with the Tuscans just seemed and it ultimately didn't really go anywhere. And, and that's, that's the, the thing. Problem. That is that is the thing. There are so
1: many storylines in here that just don't have a proper payoff or a satisfying payoff. So you've got the Tuscans, that's the obvious one. What was with him needing the back to tank for like the first four episodes in the modern? Obviously, it's used as a oh he's going to go into a dream sequence and remember the Tuscan time, but it's like literally what was the disease? What, what, well, it was. What just, was he I to think heal?
0: I think it was just from the from the damage from the uh, that Sarlacc was
1: pit. that was my that was my assumption. It, it he took some long term damage from being in mm-hmm. the Sarlacc pit, but it's like okay, and then one episode he's like, "Yep, all right, I'm cleared. I'm I'm fully healed." Mm-hmm. And I'm like okay, so. What did I w- that do for you? I
0: think I would have liked just maybe one of those episodes, one of the episodes of just have spent a little bit more building up the spice merchants, building up the problems sort of it. I mean, there's this whole scene with like Mando and Bob are like talking about the fact that well they didn't actually make the right choice. Yeah, they, they were a lot smarter than you, really. And it was just like, Well, yeah, you've you've made some really bad choices, just one after another, and Mando, kind of, well, we fight, and I like the fact that Bob are kind of going, You believe in all that stuff, you know, and like not really getting it and yeah it's like it is hard because it's like I really enjoyed the series but I also there was a lot of flaws in it and it's not like I'm sitting, you know not, you know and I think there's that thing of like it's easy to pick, pick up flaws but there's a lot of fun stuff in it um like i said but it was just it would go good and it would just do something that you'd be like didn't you could didn't like that but yeah i don't know it's such, it's, it's an odd one because i feel like we got to the end of the series and like Okay, so Mando and Grogu are back together, and Boba Fett's in charge of the palace, which is exactly where we started the episode. Yeah, it,
1: it <laughs> that that is really kind of drilling down to the point of it. It was they didn't have a story to tell. They 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 wanted a Boba Fett series, understandably, Boba Fett's an exceptionally popular character, and, and I'm sure they wanted to play around with it uh themselves from the writer perspective. But when you get down to it, it's like you didn't even introduce the villain until episode six in Cad Bane. And Cad Bane's not even a real villain. He's just a henchman. So you yeah. never properly introduced a villain. There are so many scenes which are just, you could have done this in five minutes and it probably would have been better if you had done this in five minutes. We don't need 20 minutes of of Luke training uh, Baby Yoda, especially in the series that's not even Baby Yoda's. You don't need three episodes of him uh, wandering around with the Tuscans, you don't need to spend all this time, and that's why you end up with a series where it's only seven episodes long, and yet it feels exceptionally bloated with a whole bunch of just unnecessary stuff. Side quests, <laughs> not, e- not even side quests. Literally, it's just like it's the campfire sequence. Yeah. You know, you, you're, you're playing your your RPG game, and you've done your quest, you've done the side quest, and now you're just sitting at the campfire talking about it, and the cutscene just keeps going, and like. I want to get to the next one. Rema- Remind me
0: of playing The Witcher. That did, that's, I,
1: kind it's of kind of, that's what I was thinking of. I didn't want to name it specifically. But there are other examples. There, there yeah. are plenty of games where you're just like, why are we sitting around a campfire talking about literally nothing? And this is time they could have spent to give us reason to care about the conflict. They could have spent, uh, you don't want to do the villains? Fine. Spend some more time with Cobb. Why do we care that Cobb is now going to be turned into RoboCop at the end of this the series? Hmm. like, uh i only care about cobb because he's played by an actor that i really like honestly i know nothing about the character other than that yeah. uh and okay why do i care about the 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 mod people the, the you know the little kids who are you know modifying it's like other than that one plot point it, where they are who say fennec in the in the past yeah. it's like you characters are completely uninteresting and also I don't even understand what the heck
0: you're doing here. So yeah, it's it's a bit of an odd one. I yeah. mean, there's a, there's a definitely going to be see. It's a I don't. This is not a series. I think I would go back and I mean, if I be honest, it's a bit like just watch episode four, five, five and four, five, five, and six. Yeah, just five. Yeah, I I I wasn't too too bad with the Gregory stuff, but uh, I,
1: the 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 baby Yoda training stuff was useful. It just it went on. The, the, I, I, this is like the third time I've mentioned it, so I'm going a little too long on it at this yeah. point. But it, it just kept going and it should have been a much shorter sequence. They gotta gotta get the point across.
0: Right. On that note, let us know what you thought of the book of Boba Fett. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Remember, usually you can go check us out over at Watson at DisneyPlus.com. You can find us on all the different audio and video platforms. Subscribe, join our Facebook group. And we'll be back next week with a new episode. Uh where we'll be talking about all of next week's content. I'm just trying to think what we've got.
1: Um, um, I think the Kingsman is dropping
0: on Hulu. Yes, I, so we yes. you saw yes. that
1: because that dropped yes. over there this week. Yes. Um, and Snowdrops episode one dropped this week. I know you weren't keen on it. They dropped um, the whole
0: season, they dropped the whole season.
1: Yes, and yes. it's very very long. So I've only watched the first episode. Yeah, I managed um, about
0: five minutes. <laughs> I, like I
1: said, I, it did not grab you. I'll talk about at least the first and second episode next week. But I we won't. We won't dedicate too much time. To yeah, that.
0: I will try and watch an episode. It was only because it was. I need. I need these things dubbed for, for to me to sit down and watch a TV series like this with just subtitles i have to be really like i have to almost get like that's like i have to sit there and watch it whereas if it was on with dubbed i could be working in the background doing so, and i would have watched probably multiple episodes that way and kind of listened to it rather than and then dubbing doesn't really matter because you can kind of you're not really focused on it because i found that with um, quite a few of the Korean ones, if you, and money heights, you can kind of second screen it because you you, you don't need to watch it fully. But nevertheless. On that note, guys, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it next week. Yes. See you guys later. See you later. Bye. Later. Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I shall see you guys in another video. Later.